we miss, we understand the curse that was slavery, mm-hmm. white people do. And we say that was bad, mm-hmm. but we miss the blessing of slavery that it actually built up the framework for the world that white people live in yes. and lived in. blessing that is slavery in the sense that I can't even say this without laughing because like it's bold (laughs) like that was that was bold he said that it was a blessing well I mean in a sense he's right it was a blessing for white people for white people that we built America so they should enjoy that so they just enjoyed the blessings that they have so far because America wouldn't be America today if it wasn't for white people enslaving us you heard that here you heard that right the casualties were good because now they are blessed Welcome back to another episode of Scales of Truth. I'm Anthony, and this is Tara. And let's just jump right into it, because, uh... <laughs> oh, man. So this has been uh, circulating the internet for the past maybe week and a half now. Yeah, something like at that. At this point. All right, so first... Now, I, I, wanna, I want to pick apart this interview. If you haven't heard the full interview, I would definitely recommend that you um, listen to it. Um, I, first part of this interview I want to break down, obviously, is the white blessing part of it. What are your thoughts on that? Um, converting white privilege to white blessing. Number one, uh, how... How big is your ego, number one, to where you feel as though you have that much say-so in something that we coined and then turn it once again into being something good for you? I think maybe a great thing for me is to call it white blessing exactly so that was that was the first thing that hit me when i um heard the clip is is the fact that he thought he could take the phrase that was coined by people of color um to to name what we see um happening within society um the fact that he thought he could take that phrase and then turn it to make himself feel better is in and of itself the problem that we're dealing with yeah there was absolutely um no what what's the word i'm looking for like there was no thought um there was no empathy um put into this situation from our side he was fully and wholly thinking about himself and um his his probably mainly white congregation what will make them feel 
comfortable. And that really, like, that that really threw me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was already off-putting um, in the fact that you have two extremely wealthy old white men. Right. Right. And then you have Lecrae, who, number one, let's be honest, he's not in the same tax bracket. He's not in the same uh, age range whatsoever. And the demographics just don't fit. So they're like, hey, let's get the token black man to come sit on this panel so that we can discuss the 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 pandemic the pandemic that is racism right 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 <laughs> and i think that you hit the um you hit the nail on the head when you say the token black person right because um i think they see it as we know that and and i'll get into it a little bit later um that lecrae speaks out for our community so um he's very acclimated to the to racism and, and things like that not only his personal experiences and what he saw but he even puts it into the music and speaks out against it often right um but he was still safe because he's a so-called christian hip-hop artist right so he right. he's still palatable because he talks about jesus yeah i mean and, and if you if you look at like his actual audience like a good portion of that is white they definitely they most definitely listen i've i've been to four five lecrae concerts and i promise you you could you when i walk around that that stadium or wherever it was held um every time it's like a, a fly in a glass of milk every time like that's wild so I don't know. It was number one. It was it was just off putting from the get go. It was disrespectful. Yeah. So the original clip was just what you heard, um, but the actual interview or panel or discussion, uh, if you will, was like an hour and ten minutes, an hour and fifteen minutes. So we saw the clip, and then we had our initial responses. We didn't. I I was like, I gotta. I no one on that platform can be that that out there right right and i was praying that i would be wrong however when we went back to watch the entire discussion it was in fact what he was saying now a little bit prior to that he was saying something about how um how the reason why he uh converted the the term uh white privilege to white blessing uh <laughs> was because a lot of people kept getting caught up in the term white privilege so right. you wanted to make it more palatable exactly. so that y'all can tackle exactly. the idea when that is not, that's the problem in the first place is you want to make it, you want to make it convenient for you. And so a lot of people call this white privilege. And when you say those two words, it just is like a fuse goes off for a lot of white people because they don't want somebody telling them to check their privilege. And so I know that you and I both have struggled in these days with, hey, yeah. if the phrase is the trip up, let's get over the phrase and let's get down to the heart. Sure. Let's get down to what then do you want to call it? And I think maybe a great thing for me is to call it white blessing. Right, right. And and then so the thing that really um, made me angry about the fact that he um, would even try to change that is the fact that um, it's, it's like he, he wants us to coddle him or they want us to coddle them. Right. Um, and so it's like what they don't understand, what what people what 
the evangelical Christian contemporary church does not understand is um, it, it is not about how you see it, right? It, it's not about how you see it. It's about how we experience things right. in our day-to-day, right? right? It's not about coddling you, okay? Um, I want to explain, and, I, I, and I, you probably have heard this before, but I want to further explain that we don't have time to really coddle you um, because it really we don't even have the patience to do it because the fact of the matter is we can't even coddle our children for as long as they deserve to be coddled exactly. because we have to prepare them for the society um, and the realities um, that they, they, they will live in. Yeah, so, right? yeah which reminds me... Uh, there was there's a youtube channel uh a guy uh it's called belief in fatherhood right uh him and his wife uh they sat their two young boys i think they were both under the age of 10 sat them down and for lack of better terms took their innocence away from them as far as here's what's happening uh in in uh, the world uh regarding police and and white people uh, even though they didn't necessarily say white people, um, they definitely did hit on the fact that, you know, all police aren't good as well as all police aren't bad. I shouldn't have to say that. Um, but before you all get up in arms about it, uh, just sit there and think about what you're going to say. Um, but, yeah, it was just it, it's very interesting how we have to snatch the innocence away from our children in order for them to survive right. in this world. Right. To and have the best pa- possible exactly. chance to because even that doesn't guarantee survival. Right. And you're already a, a, an adult, a full-blown adult. Exactly. And you're still asking to uh, have something more uh, palatable for uh, for your taste buds. For your understanding of how, um, how you would like to view the world. Exactly. Unfortunately, like, this is our reality. It's right? like how... how how was turning white privilege to white blessing uh, coddling us? And you want us to coddle you in the same sense? Exactly. It goes right back to the issue. That, wow. It, 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 it literally, it goes, it comes full circle. And so, like, yeah, it's not about coddling you. It's, it's really, this whole movement is, is literally not about you. It's about shining light on our experiences in our realities. Right. And right? what's happening is <laughs> you're you're hurting us and then in the same breath you're telling us that we shouldn't be hurt. Right. That's like offending that that's like me saying something to offend you and then me trying to dictate how you feel about what I just exactly, said. Exactly, exactly how we so they what they want is for us to experience being wronged. Right but not call it out for what it is. When we call out these injustices, make it pretty. Yeah. And it's like if you don't like the discomfort of hearing white privilege, if you don't if you don't like di- feeling a discomfort when we explain to you um that you do have a a privilege that is solely based on your skin color um that we don't experience I just want you to imagine our discomfort when we have to, I can't say have, but I mean, it's really out there. It's everywhere. So when we have to um, watch our people, our brothers and sisters being executed, 
in the streets um, at the hands of, I can't just say it's cops because it's, it's not just cops, um, but at the hands of other races. And it is blatant racism. If When we have to watch constantly over and over again our people dying as if it is on a loop imagine that discomfort imagine looking at videos of people that look like you that look like your spouse that look like your children your uncles imagine watching people that look like you and everything you love die violently over and over again as if it is on a loop that is what we feel so why should we coddle you in your discomfort. Right. There's no room to. We're dying. If you want to go ahead and retreat to, you know, your white blessing, then retreat to that and watch out. Because the masses, the most of us, we're tired of that. Yep. We are so, so tired. So yep. here's a message to the uh, to the white people that, believe that slavery was a white blessing stop don't look for understanding don't look for us to be quote-unquote peaceful don't look for us to be accommodating because that's not going to happen right right we've we've accommodated you <laughs> enough where <laughs> for you feel far blessed. too long <laughs> exactly and if Calling you out for your white privilege ruffles your feathers. Number one, we're doing our job. Yeah. Correctly. Exactly. And number two, you need to look inside yourself to figure out why is it that you feel some type of way with me calling out your privilege. Exactly. Even if you're not intentionally doing something. It's unintentional. Right. And we see it. I understand you can't change it, but you can also do stuff to counteract how it affects people other than yourself. Right. Period. Right. And so, and that goes into like another topic that we like to explore is white fragile, uh, fragility. 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 Yeah, white fragility. I can spell it. I just can't say it. <laughs> um, white fragility. Um as far as um, white people, well, white women cry and white men get mad, right, um, when we call things out as they are. And normally this isn't the people that are just blatantly racist. These are people who know that they participate and um, benefit from a racist system. When people, when, when you guys get mad um, because we're calling it out, as it is, it, it only shows your guilt. It only shows your complicity in a system that is built against us. Right. And if you are complicit in that, um, then you are actively participating in a white supremacist society. So there was a, uh, there was a, not a study, but a demonstration, I think in a college classroom. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have already heard or seen it. Um, the professor uh, asked the classroom, said, stand up if you would like to be treated the way that African-Americans are treated in America. No one stood up. And then she repeated herself. She was like, stand up if you want to be treated the way that black people are treated in America. Once again, no one stood up. 
and she pretty much called them out and said, you didn't stand because you know that they are treated far worse than you're treated right now. Exactly. Exactly. And um, acknowledging that would, one, um, it would make you feel uncomfortable. But two, if you acknowledged it, then you would have to come into action and try to work against it, which no longer benefits you. As a matter of fact, um, like most of us within the black community fighting for the lives of black people, a lot of your people, um, a lot of your family and friends would probably um, disown you. Yeah. It, it takes sacrifice. Um, but you not making that sacrifice not you not sacrificing yourself is sacrificing the lives of black people. Yep. It's the same thing. And so you you you, you sacrifice like your reput- reputation or you sacrifice like your your friends and everything but it's not it's not literally your life at least on a day-to-day that is um in danger. But on a day-to-day ours are. This is true. Um, and I like to use terms like I, I like to say that a lot of white supremacy is indoc- indoctrinated, right? It's just something that uh, most white people grow up in. And so um, so I don't and I don't want to take the responsibility off of them to question things. I don't want to remove the responsibility um, to, to, to consider other people um because that's definitely your responsibility but sometimes it does get hard to notice but when you have it in your face constantly like this i cannot logically believe that you haven't questioned or at least in some way acknowledge that there is a problem right right and if especially if you're being fragile towards a situation and so if again if you are not actively doing anything to change it you are you're participating in it this is true. This is true. If it's not explicit, then it's implicit. And right. either way, it's happening. Right. And I also want to put out there that um, because th- this has been a big topic um, lately, that people don't understand um, that you can have have black children, right? You, <laughs> your children, your kids can be black, right? You can have black friends, quote unquote, right? You can even go to a black church where where your preacher is black and you can still actively participate in races and you can still hold racist beliefs, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. This is true. And so you having these people that look like the people that are being killed that you say you care for in your life, it doesn't inherently make you not racist. Anything to add before we tackle Lecrae? <laughs> no, I think you hit it on the I head. I don't want right to say tackle, but I know. think you, uh, I think you got it right there. Um, but we've are, we just covered what, uh, what the the preacher said or pastor said. Um, what's more interesting is how Lecrae handled it. Right. Even the idea of, and we hate to use that term privilege or blessing, but even the idea that you have the ability to dismiss is a, is a privilege, right? Like you, you have the ability to not think about it. I cannot change my skin tone. I cannot live another day uh, 
without recognizing my blackness, right? The, as soon as I, you know, drive into a, a Wyoming gas station or not a gas station, a Wyoming uh, grocery store looking for some products for my hair, they're not going to be there. And once again, I'm reminded, oh, I'm black and these products do not exist for me. As soon as I get on a, a, a plane on, a, on a, a foreign flight and I try to flip through the, the, the movies that are available, I don't see myself and I realize, oh, I'm black. And so I can't turn that off. And, and what, I, what, I, what I think uh, the notion of this, this kind of blessing or the, the ability to put the blinders on um, is because what my white brothers and sisters tend to think is that they don't have a culture. And, and that is an indicator of uh, this, this blessing, this privilege, right? Is that you, you, you believe you don't have a culture. So when you go out to eat food, um, when you go out to eat fried rice with shrimp, you call it Chinese food. Why is it Chinese food and not normal food? Because your food is normal food. But if you go to China, all of a sudden that's normal. And what is your food? It's an indicator of your culture. Mm. And so I, th I think that the blinders are on in terms of, well, we don't have a culture. Why can't everyone just see things from this vantage point? Well, that's a, that's a benefit that you have of being able to turn those off. Where as black people, we can't turn that off. Mm -hmm. We can't just, you know, close the curtain on it and just live our lives. Um, we're always dealing with these, with these realities. So again, I, I, I really, uh, uh, to, to the point that Dan made about lamenting and, and having a heart for what's going on. I also think um, putting, you know, for my white brothers and sisters to put themselves in positions where they have to learn from their black brothers and sisters, where they have to find people in leadership that they have to say, this is the voice that I've got to listen to because I don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and I've got to be okay with saying, I don't know. I've got to be okay with saying that though the world inundates me with my perspectives, because a lot of times our cultural narratives can, can guise themselves in the form of righteousness. You'll think you're right because everything else around you seems to agree with your perspective. Yeah, yeah. And God has the right to critique that. Mm -hmm. God has the right to say, no, 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 no. I can critique that. The Roman empire was everywhere. Doesn't mean it was the right perspective or the right way to see things. And so I think taking the time to listen to your black brothers and sisters would be, would be helpful. Um, I can't say it's more interesting because that that just I was what's a word that Ti would use? Befondled? I don't. <laughs> but what? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, it just sounded like something he said. I uh, was chartreuse is what Dave Chappelle would say. <laughs> <He is> swindled, <laughs> led astray, run amok. <laughs> right. Um, by the white, anyway, by the white blessing thing. But um, Lecrae's response was definitely, um, the way he handled it was definitely very interesting as well. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm torn. Part of me uh, would have liked to see Lecrae go off. Um, because I think that in today's society, uh, not saying, not pointing fingers at him specifically, but in the climate that we're in, uh, it's so, quote unquote, important to be politically correct. Uh, 
Right. And it's so important not to step on people's toes and, you know, uh, handle things, right. you know, when the cameras aren't rolling, which I do agree to some extent. You know, right. if if there is a correction that needs to be involved, uh, there are right situations where you handle it privately, you know. Um, but at the same time, uh, if you are, in fact, speaking for the majority of the people, your response has to dictate that now lecrae's response was less than militant Mm -hmm. and if you are speaking for the people at that moment your words have to reflect how the people feel right and he did not do that uh he did state you know uh later on that he did talk to him after, you know, the cameras mm-hmm. were off and, and things like that mm-hmm. uh, and, and got his, you know, his take on it and, and leveled with him. But at the same time, I want to see you represent the people. Mm-hmm. And how I felt was not mirrored by how he his responded. Response, right. Now, I get it. We we all are like, you know, well, if I was put in that situation, I would have, you know, dot, dot, you dot. You never know. Exactly. At the same time, you don't know how you would right. respond when, you know, one could assume that there was a crowd that they were actually talking to, or one can assume that they knew that everyone was going to see it, you know? So you can't really put, uh, you can't project your feelings on how you think you would have handled the situation right. until you've been put in that situation. But at the same time, you also, if you are a mouthpiece, you have to keep that in mind. Right. So, um, yeah, I feel like um, I would have definitely have loved to hear him explain. I wanted him to go not off. go for the jugular. No. <laughs> but I did want him to rough him up a little bit because I, what I would have liked to have heard him say or explain to him is the very act of attempting to change white privilege to white blessing um is is again the problem that we're facing today the, the fact that he thought that that was okay and we just should go along with it is what's wrong yeah you know it, it again you want us to coddle you you want to you want us to keep dying while you feel better while you sit in your blessing right i would have loved for him to have explained that to him of course like not as you know how i'm saying it you know be nice you know like lecrae is sometimes but so I guess I was disappointed in not hearing him say that um, because he, he was there to represent us. He he, he was definitely um, our mouthpiece. And so he I, I would have liked to, for him to have um, taken that into consideration. But um, again, it, it's two sided. Uh, we don't know what we would have done in that situation. Right. And so obviously there shouldn't be any debate. Um, on whether white privilege should be swapped out um, for white blessings. Um, Coming from a Christian standpoint, which is the reason all three of these gentlemen were there, was because they were Christians um, supposedly tackling the issue of race, right? So coming from a Christian standpoint, usually when we hear the term blessing or we say the term blessing, it is in regards to something that is given to us by God, right? So our downfall was God blessing you. And I don't exactly... we know that we were under a curse, right? But I don't think that that curse meant that they were to be blessed, right? It was our fault, and so we we weren't protected anymore, right? right? 
Um, but it was the, the hatred and the evil that was already in their hearts that um, allowed them to um, do to us what they did, right? So it wasn't a blessing. for It was our curse, but it was definitely not their blessing. So from a Christian standpoint, I would have liked to have heard him even say that, that that is what it makes it look like. Like, you know, God was specifically trying to bless white people by our demise, and that doesn't make sense, yeah, right? Yeah, that's totally taken out of context. Right. Uh, and, you know, as <laughs> as uh, history would have it, they also used the Bible as means of saying that slavery was okay. Exactly. So, once again, it's just, it's continuing the ongoing cycle of uh, taking uh, something out of context and uh, making it uh, so that it's right in their eyes. Right. It, slapping white Jesus on it. Pretty much. They, they're slapping white Jesus on it. So um, I would have loved to have heard him say that. Um, but with that being said, I do understand. Um, so first, I want to say that um, my frustration and disappointment um, fell deeper when he started using white blessing and white privilege interchangeably. Right. Right. And. Again, I, I want to say I do understand that he, he did want to make it more palatable. He didn't want to take this one thing, this one situation, and ruin what possibly could be um, a good thing for us, right? So I understand that that standpoint. I, I, I don't think that he – I want I, I feel like he didn't want to make that as big of a situation as it has turned out to be um, because I feel like he, he figured that if he did that and he – went the way he wanted to go um that the entire point would have been missed everything would have gone like haywire right so i understand that standpoint too but i i I can't say that i wasn't um disappointed but that's my lecrae okay and (laughs) we live in a day and time where we love our receipts do we not of course pull them Pull him, pull his receipts, pull his last few albums, right? Um, if you do that, you will start to hear it progressively, and especially in this last album where he is absolutely positively at the point where he does not care who he offends in speaking out for our community, including the white evangelical church, specifically them, because th- those are the ones that are coming after him as if they own him and, and he should only talk about what they want him to talk about, right? He is definitely at the point where he is willing to lose his career to speak out for us. So I can't take one incident or one mistake that he made and just cancel him as cancel culture would have it. When we have plenty of receipts where he has put himself out there and not just um, in his music, but I mean, he's out there on the front lines in the black lives matter protest right. with us. Right. So I, 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 I wouldn't feel good saying, Oh, we cancel a cray because of this one mistake. Um, he is definitely a, a big, ally for us and um a major spokesperson in my opinion this is true so uh yeah it was just (laughs) i feel as though we had to uh we definitely had to touch on this because uh as you have it uh it's a hot topic as far as race is concerned as far as injustice is concerned um and also in the same day we watched the hate you give Mm mm-hmm and this was my first time seeing it. 
<laughs> and let me tell you, I am not a very emotional person. Um, I, I teared up. I teared up on multiple occasions. Uh, just in case you didn't know, the hate you give uh, is coined from uh, Tupac's Thug Life. So the hate you give, it little infants f's everyone, um, and you really saw that come full circle with mm-hmm. this movie. I, <laughs> I wow! If you haven't seen it, you need to see it, and if you have seen it, you need to watch it again. Right. I don't feel that way about very many uh, movies, but this one hit me to the core. Uh, it I was like, I don't want to really see another black movie about you know people being done wrong but at the same time it's necessary and this one is one that i would watch again and again and again and again and again right um i don't know what your favorite part of the movie um is but i know that one line that really stuck with me uh, from the first time I watched it was at the end uh, when the main character star started um, speaking on the um, loudspeaker um, about uh, the guy who was killed in the movie. His name was Khalil. And what really stuck with me is just two words. She said Khalil lived, right? Right. And that brought so much humanization to the victim. Um, I think that that's something that um, we often miss. Uh, we focus so much on how people died. And um, what we're, I think that a lot of what we're missing is, is humanized. Who were these people? Tell their stories. Don't, don't just tell how they died, but tell how they lived. What, what, what was their childhood? Like, what was their mother? Like, what was their upbringing? You know, um, what were their favorite things to do? Did they like karaoke? You know, did right. they did they like driving fast cars? What did they like to do? Humanize them, um, show that they were people because these are people. And that's how you get the empathy, because uh, and when we say uh, show how they lived, we're not just talking about their mistakes, right? Because exactly. that's one thing that yeah. we do see often. Uh, we saw it happen with George Floyd, mm-hmm. right? Well, George Floyd was on drugs. He had been arrested. He, you know, had a so-and-so counterfeit uh, bills that he paid for, blah, 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 blah. When you don't see, well, George Floyd was also a pillar in the community. George Floyd also had a daughter, which he was raising to be an upstanding citizen, Mm -hmm. you know, in the community. Uh, We we, we don't talk about how George Floyd uh, also was, you know, volunteering at his church, was volunteering actually in the community and not just talking about it. Like, are you serious? Oh, yeah. If, 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 if we all were shot and killed or strangled or hung and I'm not just talking about black people I'm talking about everyone if we were all persecuted for something that and what's interesting is that later on after he died they found out that it wasn't counterfeit go figure right but if we were all persecuted for something that we have done wrong we would have no people living on this earth. That's um, actually, well, I don't know if it is my pin tweet anymore, but right now on my profile, that's actually what my pin 
uh, I believe my pen tweet is talking about is if we are going to execute people um, based on their mistakes, based on their sins, then the very people that have that rhetoric that believe um, that people should be executed um, based on them sinning or based on them doing wrong, then let those people line up first right. to die first, right? Because right. none of us are perfect. Absolutely none of us are perfect. So if we all deserve to die because we've made some mistakes, because we have done something wrong, those people that have that rhetoric, line up first. Please, because I would gladly cast that first stone. <laughs> and I'll get right I behind you. I wasn't thinking you. stones, but all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do want to say that um, the most recent one that uh, came up in the news, and he actually passed away last year, um, I believe it was in September um, of 2019 was um, Elijah McClain. I've heard that name. I we I love what the well I can't even put it on us um, in the black community. Um, there's video footage. Um, I haven't personally watched them watch the footage. Um, I, right now I just can't take anymore. However, I have read his statements um, as the police were taking him down. And um, I don't know if this was his intent, but he started telling the police officers about himself as they were taking him down. Now, this one, he wasn't shot. Um, he wasn't shot and killed by the police, but the police took him down as he was on his way home. Um, he, he, his, his house was just, a, you know, a couple houses down, but he wore a baseball cap. Um, because he was anemic, um, and it was colder outside. Um, and so someone called the police. The person that called the police actually said, I don't think anyone is in danger, but he just he wanted to, you know, have somebody check it out. Um, but the police just obviously, like as we've seen over and over again, assumed that he was a bad guy. As they were taking him down, he, he, he told them why he wore the baseball cap, um, he told him, told them where he lived, but he also said, um, told them about how he wouldn't hurt anybody. He doesn't hurt a fly, right? He talked about how he's vegetarian, but he doesn't judge people that he, he doesn't even judge people that still eat meat. Um, he, in, before, um, he, he passed because what happened was the, um, emergency truck got there and over injected him with something to sedate him, and he had two heart attacks by the time he reached the hospital. It was ketamine. They gave him ketamine. Okay. Um, well, anyway, he had two two heart attacks by the time he reached the hospital. But even before um, they injected him, he told these officers that they were beautiful people. Wow. He humanized himself. I don't know if he knew that he was going to die. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um it's it'll be interesting to watch this one going forward simply because um this one isn't like ones we've seen in the past even with Trayvon Martin they wanted to bring up oh he smoked weed like like that was actually something uh, right right like it's not being legalized just a few years later less than 10 years later and like um people in the the high rise and suburbs don't smoke weed right or actually do cocaine. <laughs> Heroin. But uh, I find that um, 
there's a there's a study that uh that goes on is is I'm quoting this loosely, but um the more you humanize yourself with uh let's say like uh, armed robbers mm-hmm. or someone that intends to do you harm mm-hmm. because the person that intends to do you harm uh you know for no reason you know as you may have it or whatever their reasons uh they don't see you as human right so if you are able to uh make yourself seem more human uh then that will cause uh like a a a reaction of empathy a surge of empathy Mm -hmm. that would be like oh wow okay maybe i won't kill you like we see it in the movies you know where we do. the guy is like, well, I ha- I I, I have, have a wife, kids, yeah, yeah, and I have children, uh, you know. So that is an actual psychological thing. And one thing I w- that we had discussed uh, on multiple occasions is that, like, there it seems as though we are being hunted down like animals because, like, we <laughs> since the beginning of America, we were never seen. As more than three fifths mm-hmm. of a uh, of of a person, mm-hmm. like of we're we're not talking about a citizen, you know. We're not talking about you know someone qualified for a job. We're not talking about uh, anything more than being the most basic, which is a human being. Right. Right. We're not talking about the right to vote. <laughs> we're not talking about uh, the the right to a fair trial. We're not talking about uh, the 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 right to free speech or the right to uh, bear arms. Uh, we're talking about the right to exist as a human being. Right. So the fact that we not only have to make up for the other two fifths that we are quote unquote lacking, <laughs> we have to go above that. And be like, hey, look, now I'm considered a person. Now look at me. Let me humanize myself so that you don't kill me. Right, right. And I mean, it's still, I mean, for for him, it it still um, didn't do any good. But um, I think I'm going to keep a close eye on this one because from everything, that obviously they're going to try to find something. But from everything I've seen, this guy was just the most gentle soul um, in the world. He was obviously loved by his community. He had a job. People at his job loved him. There's video of them giving him, like, a, a birthday party at his job and everything. Um, and, you know, you, he, you, you can't even call him a gentle giant because he was very um, small in structure. So there was no reason for them to be have been threatened um, and for him to have been... Um, attempted for them to attempt to sedate him there was absolutely he was about four houses down from his home so um do you have anything else to add uh yeah i'm gonna leave you with uh with one quote i'm looking it up right now it's by big sean in his song uh savage time like how is dark skin a weapon but they treat it like a target yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense. You can't Think make it that. make sense. Think about that. Um and I guess my last thing that I, I want to with everything that we've discussed is um 
how is it that um, I can or we can demand justice and liberation for our people um, without offending you if our very demand offends you? Well, if it's going to be a lose-lose situation for those that are willing to take a stand, um, lose-lose as in we either lose family, we lose friends, um, or we lose our fight, then let us um, lose those fam- lose that family. Let us lose our friends. Let us lose our acquaintances, our followers, our colleagues. Um, But if we have to lose, let us lose that, but never let us lose our fight. For me, at least, if it means laying down my life, if it means losing my life, I will not lose my fight. I will lose anything, but I'm always going to fight for what's right, and I'm going to fight for my people. Um, And I think once everyone understands that, we'll be in a place where we can move forward. Well, I appreciate y'all for tuning in yet again. Uh, Be looking out for more episodes. This was definitely (laughs) uh, more of a fired up, fueled, ready to go response. Yes. Um, Because we, look, we just don't, I I don't have it in me anymore to uh, make it more appeasing. Uh, make it a smaller pill to swallow because y'all been swallowing small pills Mm -hmm. since the beginning. So now it's time to, you know, be an adult. As my mother would say, put your britches on (laughs) (laughs) and uh, face the world. Smell the roses. So appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Peace out. (laughs) 